What's up, everybody? Pat Flynn here, and welcome to episode 665 of Ask Pat. Thank you so much for joining me today. As always, I'm here to help you by answering your online business questions five days a week. We have a great question today from Neil, but before we get to Neil's question, I do want to thank today's sponsor, a brand new sponsor, actually, which is IUBenda. Dot com. This is really cool. So, you know, if you own a website or you're developing a website or an apps or any, anything like that, you need to make sure you have the privacy policies in place, the right ones, right? In fact, it's the law, and Ayubenda takes the hassle out of trying to create one of your own, and it only takes a minute or two to build your own privacy policy statement for your site or app. So go to Ayubenda.com. That's I-U-B-E-N-D-A.com, and create your own easy-to-read privacy policy today. Ayubenda.com. All right, here's today's question from Neil. Hey, Pat, this is Neil Tyra. I'm the host of The Law Entrepreneur, a new podcast that is doing quite well, thank you, in large part due to the inspiration and the lessons I've learned from listening to you for ever, it seems. Um, in any case, uh, I'm at a point now where I need to spend more time on social media platforms, engaging with both my audience and uh, future hopeful listeners. And I'm wondering whether or not it makes sense to outsource that uh, social media responsibility. I'm pretty savvy. I understand a lot about Twitter and, and Facebook and Periscope and a lot of these platforms that we all use particularly when we follow your example, to promote our products and our podcasts, our books, or what have you. and But it's just the amount of time that's necessary to do that and the devotion to that process that is kind of a challenge for me. I'm an attorney during the day and work on the podcast at nights and weekends. So it's a, it's a trade-off. And I'm starting to lean towards outsourcing the social media interaction. And if I choose to do so, what are your thoughts and suggestions on how best to do that and how best to monitor the process? I'm thinking about things like sharing your login credentials, um, monitoring time spent, and how to compensate somebody who would be performing that function for me on initially a part-time basis and hopefully as time grows to a full-time basis. So thank you, Pat. That's my question. I appreciate it. appreciate all that you do and all the value that you provide, so much of it for free. And I keep up the good work, and I hope uh, to hear from you soon. Hey, Neil, what's up? Thank you so much for the question today. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate this question, too, because I know social media can take up a lot of time. And for many people, it takes up most of their time. And unless you are noticing a result, it can actually work against you. So I'm really happy that you're thinking about ways that you could actually make this work for you, which is great. And again, thank you for all the compliments. And I'm glad to see that things are going well for your podcast and on top of uh, your, your attorney job. So great job. So here's the thing. I would be okay with recommending to outsource social media. However, 
you need to be very careful, especially you, Neil, because you're, de- you're, you're dealing with law and, and that kind of thing. So you need to really, if you are going to outsource your social media, you, re- you really need to be clear on what it is exactly that the person who is going to be managing this account which a lot of people have that. A lot of people have people who do the social media for them. I don't personally. I'll tell you why in a sec. But for you specifically, Neil, you need to be very careful because you are going to be liable for anything that that other person says. And if you're giving law or legal advice, as you know, most likely, um, you know, you don't want to get into trouble for that. Uh, So there's a number of different things that you can do here. You can just define what another person can respond to. And I have similar ways of responding on my blog. So a lot of you uh, may know this. I've mentioned it once or twice before on, on the podcast, but maybe you don't. But because of all the comments are coming in on my blog, for example, comments for the longest time when it was just me, I didn't have a team. It was one of my favorite things to do is to reply to all the comments. But then as my blog grew, I just couldn't do that because I just didn't have enough time. But I still wanted that interaction and that engagement, which is the same reason why you want to do this for social media. Well, I have people on my team responding for me for things that don't need my um, personal touch. Um, and what, what I mean by that is the thank you. So if people say, hey, Pat, this is a great post, I have somebody come in and say, hey, thank you so much for reading, I appreciate it, you know, that kind of thing. But every Thursday, I get a spreadsheet of comments from my team, and in that spreadsheet are the comments that are left by my audience that they can't answer or shouldn't answer based on the rules that we set. And I answer them all in one full swoop in that spreadsheet, and then they put, they put them in for me. So that's one way you could do it. You could do that for social media, too, if you'd like. However, I will say that social media, there is something to be said for being quick to reply, which, of course, if you're working 9 to 5 and have another job, it can be difficult to do that. You don't want that to get in the way of other things that you might want to do. And why that works very well is because people who are leaving comments on my blog, they know that they're being responded to. They know that they're not just saying it to nobody, that there is somebody there on the other end, which is really comforting. But I don't let them reply when it needs my input. I don't let them answer for me. Uh, so you can have that set up if you'd like. That's one way to go about it. Another way to go about it is to have software help you too. Now, software isn't going to be good at replying for you, but software, and by software, I mean, I mean things like meetedgar.com. Uh, that's Laura Roeder's company that has a tool that allows you to send out tweets and Facebook messages out ahead of time, and it allows you to recycle through messages that may not have been read earlier. Um, it's a great tool, so you can check that out at meetedgar.com. Now, I use those tools to start conversations, both on my Facebook group and on Twitter. So I have certain tweets that go out that ask questions or just are motivational quotes or, or things like that, which keep people engaged, which keeps people seeing my name coming up, but also can start that conversation. And then I can come in later and reply to people's replies to that initial thought or question. So software like Meet Edgar can work very well for you. There's other ones like Buffer. Uh, Buffer app is a great one. Uh, even CoSchedule, which is a tool that I use for my editorial calendar, my team and I love it. Uh, it has its own way of having your posts and your podcast episodes be automatically sent out days after you hit the publish button. You can automatically set what those social media messages are so that it's just all done in one full swoop. And again, that helps with the automated side of the social media. But social media, you know, you can get too automated. Uh, it does need that personal touch. And so here, here's the thing. I would, if you had the resources and you wanted to try it out, outsource some of those quick replies. You know, if people are like, hey, uh, where, where can I find information about such and such? You know, you can have your VA, for example, go in there and share that post. That's not going to that's that's nothing that necessarily needs you to do. 
but it's still you and your brand helping out that person. It's just somebody's answering for you and stepping in for you to provide that information and provide that value. But if it's asking you a question, you don't obviously want somebody to answer for you when they don't deserve that. They don't they're not the ones who are, going to, who are going to know the answer. So like I said earlier, you can have them answer for you after you give them the answer if you wanted to do some sort of time hacking in that way. A spreadsheet is a great way to manage that. Um, but again, I would also try as much as possible for you to be in there. It's really important for you to be in there and replying. And you know, it doesn't have to be a 24-7 kind of thing. It could be a 30 minutes a day. You go in there and just see who had replied, and then you can go in there and, and further conversations. And you know, even with Twitter and Facebook, yes, people appreciate the quicker reply, but there's still uh, an expected delay b- before answers. So whenever you have time, and I would potentially schedule it if you could, uh, go in there and start replying and interacting with your audience. It doesn't need to be very much time during the day in order to have it really make a big impact in your business. And like I said, all the promotional stuff can be automated through those tools that I mentioned earlier. Now, the last thing uh, related to the thing uh, to, to your question was, you know, how do you manage this? Well, you can have your VA create a spreadsheet and tell you exactly what they did. Uh, this is very common in the in the VA outsourcing world. You know, having them every day give them give you a report that they've written that lists all the things that they've done just so that you know that they're working on stuff that they need to be working on. In terms of sharing credentials, I would use a tool like 1Password. 1Password actually just came out with the cloud-based, sort of team-based 1Password where, you know, you have all your credentials in there, but everybody just has one master password to access all those. They don't actually get the passwords to those different tools. They just have one password that then opens it up for them so that um, it just makes it very easy. My entire team uses 1Password. There's another one called LastPass, which works very well too. And then lastly, there are tools that could help you with the interaction of all the different social media channels that you use. I would recommend just focusing on two, though. Too many people focus on too many different ones. I, For you, I think LinkedIn would be a big one. And then, of course, Facebook and Twitter, maybe three, I guess. But, you know, I would say LinkedIn because you're sort of doing pr- the professional thing with uh, the attorney stuff. But um, Twitter and Facebook are big, too. So just focus in on two major ones and maybe have a side one uh, for some other interaction. But it depends on what your audience best responds to and also what you feel you're best at. And there's tools like Hootsuite or Hootsuite, H-O-O-T-S-U-I-T-E, which allow you to manage all your social media platforms in in one sort of tool, uh, which is really nice because then it's just one place you have to go to or your VA has to go to to be able to manage everything. And you could see what all the conversation is about and and whatnot. Um, And I believe you could schedule posts on that too, but it does come with a price. So you can check that out to Hootsuite.com. And um, yeah, so... Neil, thank you so much for the question. I hope that helps and at least gets you thinking about what you could do to manage your social media because it is important, uh, absolutely, but it's also something that needs to be uh, approached in a very smart way. So I appreciate this question once again. Thank you so much. We're going to send you an Ask Pat t-shirt for having your question featured here on the show. And for everybody else listening out there, thank you so much. And please head on over to askpat.com. You can ask your questions right there on that page. And I'd also like to thank you, just the listener, for being awesome and continuing to listen to the show. If you haven't yet done so, please subscribe on iTunes. And uh, I look forward to serving you in the next episodes here. We're up to 665. And we're not stopping anytime soon. So thank you so much. And as always, I like to end with a quote. And today's quote comes from Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. He says, knowing is not enough. We must apply. Wishing is not enough. We must do. Do that thing, guys. Do it.
You know you can do it. All right, take care, guys. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Hey there, thank you for listening to Ask Pat 2.0. Now, you might have noticed that we haven't published a new episode in a while. And that is because in 2023, after 1,269 episodes, we decided to sunset the show. For now, at least. And this way, we can focus our energy and efforts on our other podcasts and other projects. That being said, all 1,269 episodes are still live and downloadable. And the published dates may be old, but there are still a ton of questions I've answered on the show and people I've coached. Those episodes are just as valuable as they were back then. So you can also visit smartpassiveincome.com slash askpat to dig through the archives. Plus, there's a search tool on the website that lets you search across our podcasts and blog. And of course, the Smart Passive Income podcast is still live and energetic and awesome and publishing twice a week. So make sure you're subscribed there so we can still continue this conversation. And we have some of the foremost experts and thought leaders in entrepreneurship on the show every single week. So you definitely don't want to miss it. Again, check it out. It's the Smart Passive Income podcast. Just find it wherever you're listening to this podcast. You can find it there as well. Thank you again for listening in and I'll catch you in the next one. Cheers.